Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are finishing our infinite series today. This series, so we're starting a new series next week. Paul is actually kicking off the new series next week. And it's going to be fantastic. It's called Dangerous Prayer. Who thinks that's a great idea? Because prayer is dangerous. Because prayer actually does something. Prayer actually changes things. Anyone? Yeah. So that's going to be a great series. Anyway, um, this series, stop getting ahead of myself, this series is to encourage you to live with vision and purpose in 2018, to not just exist, but to, to accomplish everything that God's put you here on this planet to accomplish, because God's put every one of us here on this planet to accomplish something. And this series is based on Ephesians 3.20, which says that God is able to accomplish infinitely more, infinitely more than we ask. You might ask some things. He can accomplish more than you ask more than you're willing to say but you know what we can actually imagine things as well and sometimes the things that we say we can imagine even more than what we are willing to say out loud God is able to accomplish infinitely more than we ask and imagine isn't that good so get your dream machine going in 2018 turn up the heat is it hot enough for anyone at the moment Let's not turn up the outside heat. Why are you here? What is your purpose? What do you see? Week one, Paul talked about having a year of living dangerously. Why don't you take, you might need to take a risk this year that you weren't willing to take last year. Week two, I talked about staying the course, not giving up. If God's called you to something, stick with it. Some days you won't want to do it, doesn't matter. Keep going. Stay the course. Last week, Stu talked about staying up, and he talked about from Nehemiah. He talked about not being distracted from the goal, from the purpose, not being pulled down to less important things or unhelpful behaviors or unhelpful relationships. Stay up. So when I think about accomplishing more, when I think about infinite, when I think about vision, when I think about enlargement, when I think about taking steps in the race God has set before me, there is one thing that I believe, there are lots of things, but there, this one thing that I want to talk about today, I believe is a, a very important factor in all of this. One specific mindset that I believe is needed for us to enlarge. It's a mindset that is needed for us to accomplish the more that is possible. And that is the mindset of generosity. Generosity. Now, you can all relax because I'm not talking specifically about money. Okay? So everyone take a sigh of relief. It's all good. People go a bit funny when you're talking about money. I'm not talking about funny because, uh, money. I'm talking about funny. Uh, because you know that generosity is so much more than money. And generosity is not actually about how much you 
have or don't have. It's not about that. If we don't have a generous mindset, infinite is not part of our thinking. There isn't more. There isn't even enough. There's only lack. We aren't looking in our life to bless others. We are looking to hold on to what we've got. A lack of generosity is, is actually it's, it's mean and it's small and it's not the way God is and it's not the way God thinks. It's not God. Did you know that? A lack of generosity is it's not God. As I've already said, generosity is a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's allowing our lives to be a flow of blessing to others. It's having the desire, first and foremost, to bless others. Do you have that? Don't be that person who forgets their wallet whenever they go out with a a group of people. Do you know, have you got any friends like that? Oh, darn it, I left my wallet at home. Again. Don't be that person. We've tried to teach our children, whenever you go somewhere, take something with you. People will say to me, no, don't bring anything. It's against my religion, okay? Don't say to me, don't bring anything if we come into your place because I have to bring something. It's a generous mindset. Genesis 12 says this, and I will make you a great nation. This is God talking to Abram, who became Abraham. And I will bless you abundantly and make your name great, exalted, distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. You will be a blessing, a source of great good to others. God said, he said, I will will bless you, but you will be a blessing to others. You will be a source of great good to others. Generosity is that. It is being a source of great good to those around us. Is that how you see yourself today? Do you see yourself as, as someone who is there as a source of great good to others? Do you see yourself on this earth of leaving something behind you? Like leaving a legacy leaving a stamp, leaving, leaving something that, that is going to bless other people. I hope you do, because that's the way God thinks. When people come and they, and they spend time with you, do they leave in a better place? Or do they just feel depressed as all get out? Are you a blessing to other people? Is that your mindset? Abraham, he's a great example of this. He is, he's a great example of generosity. He lived this when he left. When God said, Abraham, get up and leave. He took someone with him. He took Lot. He took his nephew with him on the journey when he left his hometown. Who are you taking with you on your journey? That's my question. Is there anyone? Who are you training? Who are you sowing into? Because God gave you stuff to give away. I'm not talking about necessarily money. I'm talking about gifts, abilities, talents, things inside you to give, to get out of you. Who are you giving out to? Who in your life do you want to see go further than you? Who is it? 
or is it all about you? Who do you want to see achieve more than you are? Who can you sow into to be like that? Because God said to Abraham, he said, I will bless you and make you great. I'm, I'm here to look after you, Abraham. But he didn't stop there. He didn't just stop. He said, I want you to be a blessing, a source of great good to others. It's not just having God's input coming to us. It's about output going out from us as well. Allowing ourselves to be a, a flow of blessing to others. It's the Dead Sea versus the Red Sea. You've all heard this analogy, I'm sure. Both have water, the Dead Sea and the Red Sea. They both have water coming in, but the Dead Sea has nothing going out, and guess what? It's dead because of that. Without the flow out, the river is dead. It's the same in our lives. Okay, so generosity is three things. Generosity is... Firstly, a way of seeing. Proverbs 22 verse 9 says this, He who has a generous eye will be blessed. He who has a generous eye will be blessed. Did you know that you can have a generous eye? Do you look at the world, at at others, at circumstances with a generous eye? Matthew 6 says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? What do you see when you see? What is it that you see? How we look at life will affect our whole life. So it's very, very important. How do you look at others? Is your eye generous? Or are you just looking for all the things they do wrong? All the faults? Are you just waiting? Oh, I knew that you were going to do that. I knew you were going to say that. You always say that. You know, in marriage, we found when we talk to married couples who are having issues, and like even in our own marriage, you can get on this negative cycle in marriage where all you see is the negative. Because, you know, Paul has no negatives, but I have a hundred and thousands of them. (laughs) And all you see, so you're just waiting. And you'll find what you're looking for. Trust me, you will find what you're looking for. Is your eye generous? Or are you believing the best? They didn't mean to ignore me. I know they didn't. They, They were going to call me back. They just got too busy. How do you look at the world? Is your eye generous? You know, there's a lot of horrific things going on in our world. And there's a lot of doom and gloomers going in our, doom and gloomer talkers in our world. But I want to tell you something. I've read the end of the book. And Jesus reigns. And it's all going to work out the way that God says. And his purpose will stand. And his kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've read the end of the book. How do you see the world? You don't have to ignore all the doom and gloom, but do you see it with the eye of faith? Do you see it with the way that God sees it? How do you look at your circumstances? Is your eye generous? Do you see things with the eye of faith, like I've already just said? Sometimes, sometimes you actually have to close your eyes to see 
You have to close your eyes because what you are seeing is not what God has said. And so you have to close your eyes and and see what he has said so that when you look at what you see, you don't get discouraged and distracted and pulled down by it. Do you see with the eye of faith? Is your eye generous? You know, Abraham's eye was generous. After being together with Lot, they journeyed, they traveled. You know, God blessed Abraham abundantly. And they were together, Abraham and Lot were together. And they had so much, they had so much, the Bible says, that the land could not support what they had. It couldn't support all their, there wasn't enough, there was too much stuff. Anyway, so the herdsmen, Abraham's herdsmen, Lot's herdsmen, they all started arguing with each other. And Abraham went up to Lot and he said, mate, we've got to do something about this. I know. Why don't you just, look, there's, there's so much land here that God's given me. Why don't you just choose what you want? Why don't you just have a look and see what you want and you just take whatever you want? Generous eye. And Lot, not so generous eye, he looked at, the Bible says, this is Genesis 13, he looked over and he looked over and he saw this lush, beautiful green land and he said, I'll have that. And Abraham said, sure, mate, you take it. You take it because I tell you what, Lot, my blessing doesn't come from out there. My blessing comes from God. My blessing isn't outside of me. My blessing comes from what God gives to me and he is my provider and you can take the best. I have a generous eye. You you take the best because my future is not outside me, it's inside me. And I have a generous eye. How's your eye? Do you have a generous eye? I love having people in my life with a generous eye. Do you need to change your vision today? Ask God to show you how he sees others. When you look at others, ask God to show you how he sees them. God, how do you see that person? Because we might see all the things that we think need to change. But the Bible says look at yourself first before you judge anyone else. And see, God is way gracious with me. And maybe it's not time for them to change that thing that you think is so important for them to change. Leave them with God. He knows when it's the right time for them to change. Ask God God to show you how to bless others. You know, just a little thing. Sometimes it's just the little things. Paul and I were driving back from um, Sydney yesterday. And we stopped because we were just, we needed water. Because it was so hot. And I went in to grab water at the petrol station. And I, I know this man well. Obviously, I've been married to him for 32 years. I opened the, the thing, and I love just still water. He loves sparkling water. I went to get the, the still water, and I went, hold on a minute. This is my man. Got the sparkling water, brought it back, gave it to him. He said, oh, honey, thank you. Kindness. Think These little things. In marriage, let me tell you, kindness is a very important thing in a relationship. Ask God to show you how he sees a situation and then choose to see how he sees. That's the choice we get to make. Okay, it's a way of seeing. The second thing is, is it's a way of thinking. Isaiah 32 says, but a generous man devises, devises generous things. A generous person devises 
A generous person plans generous things. A generous person strategizes about how to bless others. That young family who have just had a, a baby and never get to go out together. Can I babysit for you? That's, that's a generous person thinking of generous things for, for other people. Or a, a favorite meal that someone might be blessed by. Or a phone call. You know, I ring, ring my mum regularly because I love her, but because she's alone now. Strategizes, thinks, plans. What's important to them? Plan it. You know, the most obvious, when I think about this, when I think about a generous plan, when I think about a generous plan, my, my most obvious and extravagant example of this is the gospel. 1 Peter 1.20 says that, it tells us that the plan to redeem mankind was designed before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, a generous person plans and strategizes generous things. In other words, before the world even existed, God, three in one, planned and strategized an answer to sin before Adam and Eve ever sinned. God provided an answer before there was even a problem. It was a costly, costly solution, but it was freely given. If that's not generosity, I don't know what is. Our God is a giver. He is a giver. We pray, God, make me more like you, but not the uncomfortable bits. Make me more like you, God. Okay, well, I want you to go and bless that person. Well, he is an extravagant God. If we're going to be like God, we have to learn to be generous with our eye and with our mind. The Bible says in John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. If we want to learn to be a great lover, we've got to learn to be a great giver. Because loving and giving go together. We can give without loving, but we can't love without giving. It's, a na it's natural to give to those you love. Incredibly natural to give to those you love. We were, we, our, oldest, our daughter, who's our oldest and our youngest son, live in Sydney with our son-in-law and our two-year-old grandson. And when they left us, I roll, we made a decision that one month would not go by because Huddy's little, where we wouldn't be, we wouldn't see them. And so we went up on Friday. We were there for less than 24 hours, but we spent... In the ridiculous Sydney humid, hello, anyone? Paul had a shower, and then he, ha he needed another shower three seconds later. It was so humid up there. It's like, I said, is this 100% humidity, babe? And he said, honey, it'd be raining if it was that, you know. Seriously. Don't you know anything? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, one hour at the playground dripping because Huddy wanted to go do the same thing for one hour. Yes, Huddy, yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, up the steps. Okay. Yeah, 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 down the slippery deep. You know, when you love, you give. You spend an hour in the ridiculous humid, humidity in Sydney. You drive for eight hours to see them for four hours. <laughs> a generous mind devises generous plans. Every time I'm generous, I grow more godly. Every time we're generous, we grow more godly. Psychiatrist Carl Manninger says this. I love this. He says, giving is an important criteria of mental health. Generous people are rarely mentally ill. How good is that? Generous people are rarely mentally ill. And thirdly, it's a way of living. It's a way of seeing. It's a way of, of thinking, and it is a way of living. The last part of Isaiah 32 says, and by his generosity, he will stand. You know, one way of reading that scripture is, without generosity, we don't stand. We really don't. We crawl. We limp. We don't achieve all that we have to achieve. Generosity defines us. It's a way of seeing. It's a way of thinking and living. Infinite. More cannot happen in our lives without generosity, without looking outside of us, without giving of ourselves, without, without the flow. You see, some people, some people, they spend their entire lives trying to gather to themselves, trying to, to get, trying to fill themselves, trying to build a kingdom that's all about them. And I've got some news for you. It will never be enough, ever. No matter how much you get, no matter how much you achieve, it will never be enough because you and I are designed to be like the Red Sea, not the Dead Sea. That's how God has designed us. We are designed to have a flow that comes out of us. We're designed to, to not have ourselves as the orbit of our lives. Without generosity, without giving out to others, no matter how much we achieve, no matter how much we get, We'll end up lonely and unfulfilled. It's not enough. And it never will be enough. Proverbs 11.24 says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. That means there is one who gives. There is one who's generous. There is one who, who just scatters. But, crazy, right? They increase more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Generosity is a stance. It's not a labor. It's not a single one-off action. It's not an event. Phew, got that over, got that generosity over. Phew, I can move on now. It's not an obligation. Generosity is a way, it's a way of giving, a way of living, sorry, Paul says in Corinthians, the way we know that we've experienced the grace of God is if we are radically generous with our possessions, our time, our money, and our talents. If we need to be commanded to be generous, we can't have really experienced the grace of God. Martin Luther said this. He said this of Jesus. Lord, you are my goodness, and I am your punishment. 
You took everything I deserve. And now I get everything you deserve. That's the gospel. We should get up every day and say, I'm rich because we are. I am rich. I've been adopted into his family. I have a guarantee to rule and reign forever. I have his Holy Spirit, the power of God living in me. And that overwhelms all my flaws and all my weaknesses and and all my sadnesses and all my lack. And from that place, from that stance, I give. I am a generous person. What God has given me has to flow out of me to other people. I have a generous vision that must be bigger than me. It must include strategies and plans and thoughts to bless others because that's what God is like. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.